I'm in the studio with Jay Haleen. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Haleen. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Jay Halim, and yes, you are back in the studio. This is super exclusive because I got my frat brother in here. So go mild to all them brothers in blue. And my new home, Vegas. My new home, Vegas. So if y'all didn't know, I am in Vegas now. <laughs> and so why not start it the right way with my frat brother here in Vegas, brother Robert Teller. However, if you're a Sigma, you know that Teller last name is Strong. <laughs> And tell the last name is strong, but you might know him in Vegas as Twix. So listen, brother, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Go, mob. No problem. I, I need a shirt too. I saw I saw the website. Oh, I need yeah. a shirt. We'll talk yeah. about it offline, but <laughs> no that. problem. You know, I'm gonna make sure that happens. And listen, on, on, in advance, congratulations, man, because uh, we talked about it offline. But just making a decision to do something like what you're doing is. Is monumental. So congratulations in advance, and definitely the support is here. You know, I, I'm just proud of you in, in advance because there's enough of us. It need to be more of us going be willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so we can make those changes and adjustments. And we're raising sons, so our sons need to see that. So definitely yes. appreciate you for that, man. But listen, you before this politician scenario came out, you Vegas born and bred. Sure. You went to college, and you were a man of a certain age, so you became an entrepreneur at an early age when it wasn't cool to be an entrepreneur. So what made you go <laughs> into the entrepreneurial space? Honestly, it actually happened uh, by circumstance, because once I got my barber's license, right, I got my barber's license in 98, I worked at a shop, and the shop I worked at was a really, really good shop, and they were closing. And uh, we had an announcement that we'd be closing in two weeks. And I was saving up to buy, and I was in the bling bling era. I was about to buy a Jaguar, trying to cash out a Jaguar, right? So when they announced we're going to close, they said we had option A, which would be to stay with them, but we had to wait three months until the new shop is open, or option B, go to another barbershop. Mm. And that's when I realized I can't allow any man or woman to give me the options in life, yeah. only God. So I chose option C, and that's when I took the money and sent me buying that car, <laughs> got my first barbershop. At the age of 23, made them all barbershop, and now it's been over 20 years. That's major right there. Somebody should have learned something from that because, you know, that investment that probably bought you a Jag later, and <laughs> you still had that. <laughs> right, right. You know, look, defer the Jag right now. We'll get that Jag in a minute, maybe even a better one. You right. know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, that, that's that's major. I said that because, you know, um, back in those days, especially when you went to college, they're like, you wasting your money. You wasting your time trying to get a, you know, start a business. You got a degree, get a good job, you right. know. And um, me going to HBCU, I heard that a lot. You know, I'm like, man, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. They're looking at me like, no, that means that's for lazy people. Wow, <laughs> that's right. for lazy people. You know, so right. I, I had to ask that question. What, what was your circumstance like? Because I know that was nuts. You know, that was and nuts. Steve, and, my, and mine was actually like even flipped around because. Uh, I went to a barber college first, okay, and then I went to college. Yeah, so I was actually going to college when I was working at that shop I told you. About. Okay, that's dope. And and I never forget one of the barbers was like when I announced them, I said, "Hey y'all, I won't be here uh, Monday and Thursdays because I go to college, right?" And one of the barbers said, "College barbers don't go to college," <laughs> and I was like, "That's so sad for us to even think barbers don't go to college." See, I took studio engineering and business, which I used both of those. To help yeah. my life out, being an entrepreneur. So 
Yeah, that's that's just crazy, the stereotypes. But this is the thing I love when you said that. So you got your trade first. How yes. important is that, especially now? You know, back in the day, you go to college, jobs were a little bit more plentiful. Even if you had a degree, you can get a job. But how important is it for people to have these trades now? Trades are uber important. And I don't mean the car company. I mean the word uber <laughs> as in gargantuan, very big. It's very important because, like, when everything shuts down, when the economy shuts down, People who have a trade are working even harder. Definitely. Okay. When Las Vegas shut down for the very first time, guess what was shut down? Construction wasn't shut down. Right. It was actually more construction happening during our shutdown than on regular times pre-pandemic. Yeah. So having a trade is very valuable. I uh, I would go back to Votech High School, which is called Setka now. It's mm. a trade school. And I graduated from there. I went back for almost 10 years straight speaking to the students, the juniors and seniors, the importance of them getting their license and getting their, their trade together wow. and telling my story wow. to them. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, it's funny thing. We got a lot in common because I went to a trade school in New Jersey. So uh, what'd Tech. you take? HVAC. Okay. Yeah, I, did HVAC. I, I took health. Oc. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, man. That was with the, 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 the basketball players was all in HVAC. So we hung out there. But it was <laughs> so that was one of those things. But it's again, it's really, really important. When I wrote my first book, I went straight back to my school because I ended up another thing we got in common is photography. So I actually I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we do the same thing. <laughs> I actually really made my bones. Like that's when I was able to call myself something. And and that's I want to talk about identity because we all got hustle and we watch TV and you got a little hustle, but you can't put hustle on a resume. So, nope. you know, so how is it the importance of being able to say, how did you feel when you knew that you can, you know, stand flat footed and get some money for yourself, no matter what, like you said, the, the, the economy was doing, no matter what was going on. How did that make you feel? It made me feel good, man. And then it also puts a, uh, it polarizes people who, who didn't do that because they're, you know, when they got laid off or whatnot, I have clients who've been working for over 20 years to certain hotels. When it happened, they got laid off. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you see that like that. But and again, I started as a kid. I started DJing in fourth grade. Oh, God. I started cutting hair in sixth grade. Wow. In eighth grade, my dad took away my lunch money. He said, I got to get my own lunch. So <laughs> I've been in that young entrepreneur mindset. Wow. Wow. So this is the thing. So do you have any sons? I do. Okay. I have two sons right now yeah, and one daughter. All right, so they say that when obviously your dad had had a plan, he took away your lunch money, right? And they yes. say that you know you come up a little rough, and so then your job is you're going to make your, that kid your kids not come up so rough, but then you give them that that empire and they're supposed to lose it. Do you subscribe to that? Man, yeah, it's a slippery slope <laughs> because we we work very hard to give our kids a better and easier life. But a lot of times, a lot of those things that made us who we are came from hardships, uh, uh, rerouting, yes. and figuring things out. So I feel like sometimes when you give them everything, it does kind of handicap them, yeah. you know, it, it, for, for the future. So with me, yes, my kids got everything they wanted, but I constantly would take them with me to see me painting the shop, to see the plumbing, to see your dad has to do this, that, this, that. That way they understand, yeah. at least visually. Yeah. So when they start themselves, they've seen it before. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That was I, a great I, question, Mark. Thank you, man. I, it's, it's a scary thing because, again, being an entrepreneur and having kids, you know, um, and you want them to have everything that you didn't have. I mean, that's the number one thing for me. But I'm glad my kids were able to be there. They watched me be in a matchbox office to the yes. office that I have now and to see me going back and forth with different coasts and 
Like they yeah. saw the my especially my oldest, she was there with everything. She remembered the little apartment and all that other stuff. So look, it wasn't easy and I want her to remember right. that and going forward. So it's important. You know, you born and bred in Vegas. Yes, sir. What's what's what you see now, then you know, what's different in North Vegas than it was back in those days? The people. It's much more people in North Las Vegas now. North Las Vegas has over 260,000 people now. Out of the census, they're thinking there might be around 280,000, but we're, we're for sure over 260,000. The early 2000s, we were half that. Wow. So think, I'm born in 77. Mm. So when I was born, certain streets, it wasn't anything past certain streets. So I've literally watched the whole city grow of North Las Vegas and the valley in general. Yeah. You know? And I've noticed this last 10 years, like we've always had a lot of people come from California. Yeah. It's more people from California who live in Vegas than people born and raised in Vegas. Wow. FYI, people don't know. But the last 10 years, it's been a lot. It's been an influx of uh, Detroit and uh, it's two cities, Detroit and Chicago. It's been a lot of Detroit and Chicago moving to Las Vegas. Wow. And North wow. Las Vegas. So the community, how has the community changed? It's actually, to a point, community togetherness is kind of like dwindling because when it got bigger, people moved out, mm. right? Before we lived in the same neighborhoods, Regal Estates, uh, Regal Estates, uh, Donna Street, White Street, our community college. Now, North Las Vegas is Aliante. It goes far out. So when it comes to actual community activities, it's really none. And that's something I want to implement when we get to that yeah. point of what I'm doing. Yeah. That's something I want to implement in my journey. Yeah, that's one of the things I, why I was asking those questions because I was coming like, what was it that you know just hit you and said, you know, I, I got to jump in? You know, I got I to gotta jump in this because something had to click. Something had to be like, you know what? It's enough of this. I got to jump in. You know, um, a lot of people coming in, things might have been changing. Things aren't what you, you know, you're trying to raise your kids somewhat, you know, in the comfort that you had. And right. I mean, it's hard to get that now. You know, when we let our kids go outside, we got to go out there with them. Back in the day, it's just go. But, right. <laughs> you know, you had to see something in your, your walk that said, hey, I need to get off the bench and get in the game. Yep. So I'm glad you said that. So the reason I decided to run for mayor of North Las Vegas 2022, to me, is the lack thereof. It's the feeling of void. Mm. I feel like, you know, not knocking anybody in present council right now, but it's certain things are not happening. Yeah. You know, when it comes to promoting community, when it comes to promoting the people who live in the city to get these jobs, to get these bids, these, these multi-million dollar bids with construction companies. It should be the people who live in the community and it should mirror the actual demographics of the people. If it's 33% Hispanic, it shouldn't be less than 2% contractors who are Hispanic doing jobs. If it's over 20% black, it shouldn't be less than 1% of black contractors getting these multi-million dollar bids in the city of North Las Vegas. So me being a business owner also, (laughs) it's a lot of things that I feel they didn't help me out when it came to the city doing certain things to close the street down, shut the freeway down for my business and they did not do the proper uh, readjustments for me, the business owner. So instead of complaining in the bench, I said, you know what, let me check in and get in the game. Yeah. And this is how you get in the game and be a part of the process. Well, you know all about bigger, better business. So, <laughs> so, <my. laughs> so you know, um, and, and again, Vegas is growing. I, I, I read something like a hundred and something people, 169 people a day moving over there. And yeah, so, something crazy like that. Yeah, something crazy it, like that. It used to be five used to be five thousand in and one thousand out every month for years. Wow. Five thousand new people and one thousand out. But that was years ago before this big boom. So it might it might be more than that now. Yeah, so it's it's that's a crazy situation. So I'm sure you're seeing some 
some different adjustments and then you being in a plethora of businesses, you're seeing different types of individuals, you know. So where where most from a commerce perspective, where most of you feel like it can be helped or you can help in um, from when it comes to um, North Las Vegas? Got you. One was small businesses. Small mm-hmm. businesses hire 53% of the job market. So when you have a, a city and a government and a state who are not trying to promote small businesses, you it, it's like self-destruction because yeah. we're the ones hiring everybody. Yeah. Right. So I want to promote small businesses, give small businesses more of a spotlight. I want to give incentives for healthy businesses to open up in North Las Vegas. If we have more businesses opening up, but we need more healthy businesses because health is wealth, yeah. especially being in a so-called minority. I don't like that word minority, but yeah. they understand what we're talking about. Minority mm-hmm. demographics. I shouldn't have to drive through two or three zip codes to get healthy foods. Yeah. That's what makes people get eat fast food and that's what makes us get high blood pressure and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely get that. It's one of those things and, and what I'm seeing is everywhere, the same situation and you talked about minority. They people need to be educated about what that really means, especially when it comes yeah. to the commerce, because minority in that space is anybody who's not a um a white man. Right. Or a heterosexual white man. Because even if you're right. a gay white man, you're still minority. And a yes, lot sir. of us don't know that part. You know, so trying to have that education, you know, it's um, very important, <laughs> very important. Do you see anybody outside of yourself that you can partner with or um, align with that's trying to do that education or that's out there on, you know, with boots on the ground? Actually, it's a few people uh, who already uh, are who reached out to me and I'm part of the campaign who want to give their expertise and knowledge. I have a financial sector. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, uh, I have uh, what's the name? New Era. Yeah. My boy, Minister Stress, Minister Stress Sanders for New Era. They're backing me. He's a big community activist. Wow. So I have a few different uh, uh, sectors of people who want to help out with any initiative that uh, I'm trying to get across. That, that sounds amazing. And, you know, the partnerships, the strategic partnerships is the only way to go. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the only way to go. And that's so it. people need to think about that. So um, the leadership, you know, mm-hmm. you've been there all your life. Yes, sir. You know, so where has leadership, in your opinion, dropped the ball? Okay, so one, leadership has dropped the ball by not being visible. Mm. Like most people don't even know the mayor's name of North Las Vegas, and they've been living there their whole life. Wow. That is crazy. I can ask somebody, <laughs> what, what's the last two mayors we've had? And people be like, I don't know. So to me, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. The mayor should be doing stuff and should be visible yeah. to where everybody knows the mayor's name. When people do say the mayor's name, they say, oh, yeah, the Goodmans. I'm like, no, nah, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Goodman are the mayors of the city of Las Vegas. Mm. Who is the mayor of North Las Vegas? And a lot of people don't know that. So, one, I feel being visible, that's part of dropping the ball. When it comes to being a business owner, like I said, they don't, to me, they don't support small businesses like, yeah. as they should. Another thing, when it comes to the future of technology, coding, you mm. know, STEM, STEAM programs, that needs to be pushed much more in the city of North Las Vegas for our kids. You know, like I said, knowing the trade. Now, those are digital trades that people need to know, and needs to be encouragement and a push for that. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. That um, those you are know. a few things. Those are a few things. <laughs> I can keep going. I know you can go. That visibility thing was my, was major though, and it's mind blowing actually to to say that and that people don't even know who the mayor is. That's like, and I start think, doing that. Start doing that. Like, yeah, who's the mayor of Las Vegas? And see if they know. Wow. So, do you feel like it's just an overshadowing because it just say, hey, it's Vegas, and they just roll with it like that, or it's just people really just that detached. I think 
you know, Vegas is one of those cities to where people come in and do their thing. But eventually, once you settle down and become part of the community, a lot of people want to find out where the community is. Yeah. And then the community kind of is linked with the government of that city also. Yeah. So I think people, when they finally settle down, they want to know what's going on and they don't see anything happening. Yeah. You know, so I think that is a problem. Yeah. One, one thing that we always concerned about in any community is education. Yes. So which what are some of the things you see? I got two kids that's going to be coming and going to school in the area um, next year. So what is something that, you know, you want to implement immediately to help out okay. the education? Right. So let me say this first. Uh, a mayor has no jurisdiction over Clark County School District. Mm-hmm. So a mayor can't do any. That's the governor and the school okay. district itself. Cool. But Good education. The, <laughs> right, right, right. But the mayor does have the awesome ability to polarize any uh, situation, anything that could lead us in a better direction. So if that had been the case, I would use my influence to get more partnerships with mental health uh, uh, businesses doing partnership with these schools. Yeah. Uh, I, what I'm seeing in picking up uh, my, my uh, oldest son, one of his best friends got murdered at Kenyon Springs High School about four and a half years ago. Wow. My son was with him a few minutes right before the kids came to school and assassinated him at school. Wow. My son still deals with issues from that. Yeah. You know, they don't have uh, counselors at school prepared for that type of situation. Wow. And those situations are happening more than often when it comes to bullying and things like that. So I want to promote more a, a more positive campus. And a lot of that comes in with uh, partnerships with mental health. You know, you see in the guy, I can't remember his name, I just met him too, from the East Coast. We did the dads on duty. Yeah, you seen that yeah I heard that. I heard that. Things like that, initiatives like that, I love that. Yeah. You know, let's get those in school, dads on duty, to where they see more men in school who are volunteering their time to just keep the kids aligned. A lot of them, they just want to know somebody loves them and cares. They change yeah. their whole way to act. Definitely, definitely. I, I mean, again, it's and I'm just to hear that it's going on everywhere. You know, it's literally going on everywhere. I was my daughter just was at school and she's actually an anti-bully advocate. So she awesome. was in a situation where a kid was mad and um Caucasian kid said, I'm gonna bring a gun to school and shoot up everybody. Like he just said that. And now wow. most of them didn't come to school the next day. And they 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 got at it and tried to do what they can do. But you had to, you know, Detroit just happened. You know, a couple like yes, last week, you right. know, and then another school in South Carolina was um, um, the kid brought a gun and, you know, like the, the week before. So it's a real thing now. It's sad, but it wasn't like that when we were growing up. So oh, trying to do whatever needs to be done to help out these babies, because, again, at the end of the day, they're the ones sometimes at our age, we, we, we a little too far gone. You know, we got our own demons and, you know, got our own mindset. We can't change or we'll change on our own. But. Frederick Douglass said it best. It's better to build strong children than repair broken men. And, yes. And yes. so, and you know, with my, I want to I say this too. I haven't mentioned this, and it's been in the back of my mind. I've mentioned it on any interview, so mm. I want to say it here first. I feel like me growing up in North Las Vegas, North Las Vegas is a lot of Blacks and Hispanics, mm. right? And I remember a lot of my friends uh, who are Hispanic, their parents or grandparents who they lived with couldn't speak English, mm. right? So they actually had you know, it's harder for them to get homework with their parents if their parents can't speak English. So I feel that it should be something set in place when a kid registered for school to ask them, does your parent or guardian speak English? And if no, it should be some type of grant or some type of program to where these kids get free tutoring if their parents are not able to do it. And nobody mentions that. And Mm. that's very important. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. 
I mean, I think all of this stuff is, and, and you know, a lot of times it's scary, it's scary but people who want to do the real work, they try to keep them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Because you make everybody else look lazy. Exactly. Once you come and do a real work. <laughs> and so how do you feel about the, you know, like that, that portion of it, the politics as usual, because again, you seem like the one that's coming in with like a different agenda. Right. And so, so do you feel the backlash I'm, already? I'm gonna it, it's going to, it's going to be some headache, <laughs> you know, it's going to be some headache because I know what I'm here for, you know, and I've spoke with at least 45 people mm. who are in politics currently or in the past and some, in some realm and all the information they give me, it's all about the business of it, you know, because it doesn't come down to the people of it. And I'm about the people of it. I'm a businessman. Yeah. So I understand planning and zoning. I understand all that equity, home ownership, the power of home ownership, how it changed the trajectory of your life and it comes financial stability. I understand all that. But the community aspect, that's never mentioned. Yeah. You know, and the community are the ones who are paying your taxes. And the same way as a, as a barbershop owner and as a barber, when I'm cutting your hair for that 30 minutes, you are my boss in that 30 minutes. I will take the same thought process as being there you got me elected, even if you didn't vote for me. Mm. If you're in North Las Vegas and I'm your mayor, I'm working for you. Yeah. And I have two ears and one mouth to listen to what you need to try to come up with a solution. I love it, man. You you kind of took my last question out. I mean, I was going to tell you to, to give them something, <laughs> give them some <laughs> words. <laughs> I think you I think you got it, man. You know, um, at the end of the day, I know that this, I, again, I just told you off camera, I just got finished literally working side by side on the campaign. And it's a, a yes. rough road. It's a rough road, but at the end of the day, somebody has to do it. And I want to salute you in public as as well as in private in advance, you know, Thank for you. taking the taking the journey and going ahead with it. So please give them something else. <laughs> you know, just a couple words. Um to, hey, to vote for you, even to just vote for you, but you know, some education. Cause I know they're doing a lot with these polls everywhere. They they're making it harder right. for people to do their job, do their civic duty, everything. So whatever you want to say, say that right now. Got you. So Please follow me on my mayor account on Instagram. That's Robert Taylor, number four, Robert Taylor for NLB mayor. That's on Instagram. I put everything on there, but I also have a personal page, which is a little more entertaining. That's <laughs> under Vegas Twix with two X's. That's Vegas Twix with two X's. I will have all my campaign events on there. And I'm going to do a thing called Twix, Twix Talk to where I break down government real fast, real cool, real entertainment wise. That way people understand the different roles, because if we don't understand government, we can't hold anybody accountable. And I want you to hold me accountable, but for you to hold me accountable, you got to understand what my role is and everybody else's role. So I will show you all the roles for those who are not uh, you know, educated in politics. It's okay. You can start learning tomorrow, start learning today. So once again, my Robert, Robert uh, Taylor, running for Norfolk Vegas mayor of 2022. And if you want to, donations, very important. Definitely. The elephant in the closet. I have to compete on a major level. So yes. please do and donate. You can go to Cash App, dollar sign RT for mayor. That's uh, dollar sign RT number four mayor. And go to my website, please. Everything is on there. My my history, my plans in the future, my platform. That is Taylor for NLBmayor.com. That's Taylor for NLBmayor.com. As y'all know, they see that on the screen right here. And go ahead, definitely, I'll say it. Donate, 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 donate. Because I, again, I got educated. I didn't know how much money these things cost. Yes. <laughs> and so, I, look, I'm here working, but I was donating with my good friend. I and we will support you as well. I understood. Thank you. You get that education, 
Man, we need, especially African Americans, I, I can say that. We need to get that education because we're taught to give our life before we give our money. And so we right. have to learn that money is a tool. You can't keep it in your pocket. You, when you Money don't like that. You got to go ahead and keep it going, and then it'll come back to you. So right. give that money, support that this brother right here, make sure that you're doing what you need to do. But I, that was amazing education for me just working alongside a campaign about how much it costs and what it goes into. I heard some Ooh. astronomical numbers of people was it's raising crazy. this type of money. I'm like, are you serious? Like, but it's a, it's a real thing. So um, knowledge is you know knowledge is born. So all we need to do is get out here and vote. That's going to be in June, right? Yeah, so the uh, preliminaries are in June, mm -hmm. and then uh, the voting in general is in November. Well, we're gonna hit, have you on again before yes. that, and then by that yes, time, please. I'm in Vegas full time, so I will be there to support whatever awesome. you're doing, brother. And um, hey, listen, man, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Go mobs, no go mobs. problem. That's what go mobs about. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. And listen, we gotta we gotta get you some of this. I won't starve merchandise. Yeah, get you yes, out there, man. Listen, y'all already know how to follow us at I am Jay Haleem. Jayhaleem.com is the website. Um, YouTube.com backslash Jayhaleem TV. We're back in the studio, y'all, and we had to start this thing off correct with my brother. Go Mob. Thank you again so much for everything, brother. Thank you. Blue Fire, you know. I'm in the studio with Jay Haleem. I'm in the studio with Jay Haleem. I am in the studio 